Now, this might sound really bad, but J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets are going to pull this off this week and totally fuck with everybody. We're going to start off the show next week with that little clip of you picking them and chanting that. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Snapboy, if you recorded that, that's how we're starting the show next week. Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fade Route with DNC. I am D. We've got a great show for you tonight. Baker gets booed by Browns fans. Buffalo continues to slide, and LeBron gets suspended. We'll begin today's show with the firing of Jason Garrett. After 26 games of the Giants OC, there were no signs of progress. The offense lacks creativity, inspiration, and explosion. Freddie Kirchens will be the play caller moving forward. Z, the Giants are your team. Was this the right person to get fired? And what did you think about the timing? It should have happened a long time ago. I think Saquon Barkley just ran up the middle again. <laughs> right? People like to talk shit about Kevin Gilbride, right? You used to call him Kevin Kildrive. They used to give you all this crap about Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride looks like a genius, right? He looks like Sean McVay compared to Jason Garrett. I don't know where the innovation went. Oh, I know where the innovation went. Kellen Moore. That's where the that's where the innovation went. But you have the worst red zone offense in the league. You have, I think, the 29th worst offense overall. And that's a recipe for disaster. Basically, I really think that Mara went to Joe Judge and it's either we're either getting rid of Garrett or we're going to get rid of you. And it was just like, okay, bye, Jason. Bye. Freddie Kitchens, terrible head coach. You know what? He did pretty well when he was OC after the Browns canned him, after the Browns canned Todd Haley. So, you know, he was Baker's guy. If he can get anything out of Daniel Jones and most importantly, Saquon Barkley, because this is put up or shut up time for a lot of these guys. Saquon Barkley, you need to figure out if you're going to tender him another contract. Daniel Jones, you need to know if you're going to dip into a, into the draft and take another quarterback or, heaven forbid, trade for a Derek Carr or a Russell Wilson if you trade for a stopgap until you get to the next quarterback of the future. So the Giants are in a crossroads right now. And you know what? Dave Gettleman, you were in a crossroads too because you kind of brought this mishmash of a team together and brought this coaching staff together. So it is as much of an indictment of Dave Gettleman as it is anybody. And, you know, could they have pulled the trigger a few weeks ago? Absolutely. But, you know, without Barkley being there and 
the team finally rounding into health. I think Sterling Shepard is the only uh, offensive player who is out right now, who hasn't been placed on IR. So, you know, this was the time they've had as full of a cupboard as they could have, and that was what he put up. 10 points. They never scored 30 points in his tenure. They never put up 30. They gave up 30. They gave up 30 a lot. That's on Patrick Graham. But they never scored 30 points or more. Yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't like the hire to begin with. Um, I know we talked about Kevin Gilbride, but I mean, Kelvin Gilbride came in with over 30 years of coaching experience. And he got a, he, he got a lot out of the players. And yeah, people didn't like his play calling, but he was methodic in it. Uh, you're talking about Jason Garrett. What's what has he really done? I think he started. I mean, yeah, he was a backup for a number of years, but he started out as I think a Miami Dolphins quarterback coach back in '05. He's only got like 15 years of coaching experience, and we can see now. I mean, when he was in Dallas, they had the number one offense. Dallas is one of the number one, number one or two offenses right now with Kellen Moore. That's just a product of the talent they have there. It's not really saying much about who's coaching, who's calling the plays. Right. Uh, but when they can, but when they can, Wade Phillips and brought Jason Garrett promoted him. Who was on that team? You had Romo. You had um, you had weapons there too. Dez. Yeah, you had Dez, Dez. You had Witten. You still had that offensive line. Like Dallas has always been, uh, at least for the last couple of years, full of talent. Um, I don't know what would make you want to hire Jason Garrett in the division. He's the OC. I think to I think the Giants brass thought to themselves that if Judge falters, Garrett could become the head the head coach. I do agree with you. I think it was one of the Maras saying, "Hey man, someone's got to take the ball for this. We lost thirty to ten to the Buccaneers." Like, and I'm not seeing any improvement. Um, I don't I don't know where they go from here. As far as timing is concerned, I guess it's fine. It, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really matter. Um, at, at, this team has been hurt all year, and mm-hmm. at full at full strength, I don't know what they are. Uh, his numbers last year were abysmal. They were at the bottom of the league. We can get into that later. This year, it's not any better. What are you going to get with Freddie Kitchens? Freddie Kitchens is just going to take chances, and that's why Baker Mayfield like him. They're going to throw the ball downfield. People might not be open. People might not catch the ball, but they're going to throw bombs downfield. That's all the offense is going to be, and Kitchens has nothing to lose, right? He's going to get canned regardless. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to – whatever. We'll just toss it up. We'll toss it deep. But before we move on, I need to skewer you a bit. Flacco and the Jets. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. Like, come on. Come on, man. Can't be betting on Flacco. If you look at the numbers, Joe Flacco was not the reason they lost that game. He was not. He was not the stiff that we have seen Joe Flacco to be. Now that he's out with COVID as a close contact of Mike of Mike Effin White, who <laughs> because Mike Effin White came down with COVID, and there's the reason why Zach Wilson will be starting on Sunday. Adjust your fantasy roster accordingly, ladies and gentlemen. But Joe Flacco. 24-39 for 291, two touchdowns. Got only got sacked twice. Only twice. So that, I mean, that is, you know, for Joe Flacco, that's impressive. That that's for him. Elijah uh, Moore. Just... Elijah Moore balled out. Eight for 141. You can now actually evaluate whether or not he has talent. 
Michael Carter, nine for 63. Like you have, you know, they were doing some things with Joe Flacco that they were not doing. And they were able to actually hang in this game. And at one point they had a lead. So, you know, is it is he the quarterback of the future? No, I'm not saying that. But is he was he good enough to get you a win this past weekend? Yeah, he played well enough to win. They just didn't do it. They got outscored in the fourth quarter. What are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? They're going to start Zach Wilson this weekend on the Texans' tar- horrible turf, and he's going to hurt his knee again. That's what they're going to do. The Texans who are on a one-game winning the streak, Texans mind you. The Texans who took down the Titans. Yeah, that, that Texans team. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean... The NFL is very unpredictable. I mean, but we like we we talked about this. We know what Joe Flacco is. We don't know what Mike White is. We don't really even know what Zach Wilson is. To be fair to the kid, but uh, I knew they. I felt like they didn't have a chance. But I I liked how you stuck with it. You defended it, and it is what it is. But yeah, it totally is. But uh, moving into headlines, uh, LeBron James. The optics of this were horrible. Gives a shot to Isaiah Stewart during the Pistons game a couple of nights ago. This all occurred on a box out. LeBron appears to unintentionally punch Stewart in the eye, which causes him to bleed profusely. Stewart, New York native, then needs to be restrained by coaches and teammates on the court and ultimately escorted to the locker room by security. This happened in Detroit, which is... The site of one of the worst brawls in NBA history featuring Ron Artest and the Pistons and the Pacers. But, uh, you know, look, LeBron gets suspended for one game. Stewart gets suspended for two. Do you think LeBron deserved uh, to be suspended? I'm surprised he did because he is LeBron James. As we know, superstars don't really get that treatment unless you're like a Dennis Rodman or a Bill Lambeer or somebody who's you know whose game is predicated on having an edge LeBron James I mean he drew blood like the guy split his eyebrow open and he was bleeding from the mouth so I don't you know errantly I don't know if he bit his lip or bit his tongue and that's why he started bleeding from the mouth but he at least got hit in the face. Like, I gotta say, credit to the refs for drawing the tech, for calling the tech, kicking him out of the game. Like, that is important. And, you know, maybe this is a sign that, you know, at least in the regular season, they're gonna try and call this as a point of emphasis on superstar players. So, did he deserve to get two games? Yeah, I would say that that would have been fair. I'm fine with the one. I think he he didn't play against the Knicks. Whoop-de-friggin'-do. So, if I was Isaiah Stewart, I'd be pissed off too. If I just got punched in the face and I was just bleeding. I would totally be... To me, that's an appropriate reaction. you You punch me in the face, you sucker punch me, even if it's an accident... I'm a, I want to fight you. Like, <laughs> I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I'm sorry. Like, you come at You draw my blood? I'm going to at least come at you. But the real winner in all this is Cade Cunningham. Because 
he was in there restraining him, right? If he's supposed to be the future of the Detroit Pistons, Pistons fans, you have to like what you see out of this kid because he's in there. He's trying to break it up. He's trying to be the voice of reason. He's trying to show leadership. That's what leadership looks like, boys and girls. Yeah, you're the star of the team, but you're in there trying to defuse the situation entirely. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it was intentional. I don't think LeBron knows his own strength sometimes. I think part of this was frustration. Stewart is averaging 7-7, seven seven, Rochester native, in his second year on a bad Detroit Pistons team. And LeBron has been hurt most of the season. And the Lakers are not any good right now. I don't think LeBron needed to be suspended. I think he could have act, you know, he could have he could have avoided suspension by maybe apologizing in real time in the moment or speaking to the press afterwards. I'm not sure what he was trying to allude there. Uh, he de- he certainly didn't help his cause for not being suspended. No, absolutely not. And it, it's one of those things that yes, this is not what he signed up for, right? He he signed up for if you look at the roster of this team, this is supposed to be like a ready-made turnkey repeat type deal. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what this is. I, you know, what are we? Uh, Twelve games in, thirteen. I don't know what this is. Is if if you watch them play, it's awful basketball. Uh, they 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 need Kendrick Nunn to come back, but they need a shooter. They need a Kyle Korver. Danny Green type shooter. Uh, they need well, the somebody way, shoot. They the way somebody, things are going, yeah. the way things are going with uh, first take, Stephen A may get sick of JJ Redick very quickly. So if JJ gets fired, eh, you know, he's not that far removed from oh, I'm the so game. tired of this fucking guy. He's <laughs> so tired. He talked today about how he took an elbow from LeBron and got 11 stitches. Like, dude, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares what you do. Uh, I mean, if that gets him out of first take and out of town, I guess I could sign up for that. Just tired of hearing <laughs> him. But they they need so they need a shooter that shoots more than forty three percent from three. Uh, the offense between Carmelo Anthony, uh, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis is just it's awful to watch. And you understand that they're going to be competing a team against a team like the Warriors, who are currently fifteen and two without Klay Thompson, okay? And Klay Thompson's coming back. So, you know, I think I believe I called it last year, and we can all pull up the tape, but I said the Warriors were going to be the team to beat this year, especially getting Klay back. So, as of right now, the Lakers, they're missing players, right? I mean, Trevor Rees has to come back. Kendrick Nunn has to come back. But, man, they are god-awful to watch. And... We're going to get more into the roster construction of the Lakers later, but it seems like a huge misstep to rely so heavily on the long-in-the-tooth superstars, like your Westbrooks and your Rondos and Dwight Howard and Wayne Ellington coming off the bench. And, you know, Carmelo Anthony at 37 years old. Carmelo Anthony! <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah, I agree with you. But what was the plan? Like, what's the like? You, what offense are you running? Like, even last night um, on TNT, K 
Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith and everybody was like breaking down saying, like, what is your responsibility? Like, it seemed like nobody knows what their responsibilities are on defense. Nobody knows what play they're running on offense. It's, it's so individual basketball with Carmelo, Westbrook, and then Davis. It seems like they all take a turn. There's no, there's no real plays, you know? So, well, this but, is, uh, if you want to go back into Atlanta Hawks lore, when Mike Woodson was the coach, he had ISO Joe, right? That's essentially what this is. ISO, insert whatever name. Yeah, but LeBron can't play that. LeBron can't play that basketball anymore. Russell Westbrook, to me, is just not good enough to play that every time down the court. And Carmelo, Carmelo's good, but he's more of an inside player now. Like, I don't want to see Carmelo taking threes. I want to see him posting people up, fading on the baseline, banging boards. But Carmelo's a big dude. I want to see him and Anthony Davis down low. That's what I think. That's how I think they can win. And that's how they can beat the Warriors ultimately is inside with Melo and Davis and then put LeBron on Curry. And you're going to have to let make Clay Thompson, who hasn't played basketball in two years, beat you. Put Westbrook on him and let him beat you. If he scores 38 and three quarters, you got to live with that. That's but that's for that's for talk down the line. Looking to break into broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, or filmmaking? Then CSB is the program for you. From day one, you'll be trained hands-on by industry pros like friend of the show Rob Adams, whose goal is to get you trained and get you working in months, not years. CSB offers 8- and 16-week programs in small class sizes designed to give you the personalized attention you need. If you can make it in person, there are five East Coast locations. If you can't, they offer virtual classes too. How great is that? And once you graduate, you become part of the alumni network that gets you to the front of the line. Trust me, I'm an alum myself. Go to GoCSB.com today, request more info, set up a studio tour, and who knows, you may very well be on your way to a career in broadcast media. That's GoCSB.com and tell them Z sent you. GoCSB.com As I was saying... Lakers are a tough team to watch right now. That brawl between, well, that scuffle between LeBron and Isaiah Stewart was tough to watch. But another team that's tough to watch right now is the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo had another bad loss on Sunday, giving up five touchdowns to Jonathan Taylor. By the way, Colts, my favorite team in the AFC. I believe I had that too. New England now sits at the top of the AFC East. The Bills have two games against the Patriots remaining on their schedule. Do you think the Buffalo Bills can knock the Patriots off the top of the mountain? What's the one thing that the Colts and the Patriots have in common? They can run the football. Bingo. So Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson will bully. Bully this Buffalo defense and you cannot be bullied on defense and expect to go far secondary wise Buffalo has a great secondary yeah. with with Trey White employer and Micah Levi Hyde. Wallace Micah Hyde you have you, you have legit talent in that secondary front seven it definitely leaves a lot to be desired and Jonathan Taylor and 
the Indianapolis offense exploited that. 32 carries for 185 yards and four TDs. Like, he beat the snot out of the Buffalo Bills front seven. It was non-competitive. It was absolutely non-competitive. Carson Wentz only threw the ball 20 times. So which I is think their, which is their rem, which is their recipe for success. That's the Colts' recipe for success, right? Absolutely, keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. Don't yeah, let don't him make let. Decisions. Don't nope nope. Do do not let Carson Wentz beat. Turn you. around and hand the ball off. Just turn around <laughs> and hand the ball off. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. At one point, you know, he's a oh MVP candidate. Now he's effectively a game manager. Like he's doing what Philip Rivers was brought in to do last year. So. If they do not clean up, if they do not clean up this rushing defense, they have no shot against the Patriots because the Patriots will just run the ball down their throats and then they'll design some trickery like you've seen from Josh McDaniels, who's very good at that, and they will just run up the score. And the other thing that the Patriots have is a pass rush. Matthew Judon will be very intimate with Josh Allen. Like he, he will know what Josh Allen had for breakfast. He'll be able to smell his breath. He'll be that deep in the backfield. The thing about it is, is the the Bills do not have that Tennessee Titans moxie that the no. Titans had over the last two years. Being able to go into Foxborough and pretty much... Excuse me. Go into Foxborough and pretty much run Derrick Henry down the Patriots' throat and pace, play solid defense. The Bills don't have the running game, man. Zach Moss did nothing. I think he had maybe 10. I think he had 17 yards on five carries, something terrible like that. The Pats brand of football is too good right now. They run the ball efficiently with two backs. The quarterback does not turn the ball over, and they play sound defense. The Bills' leading rusher was Matt Breida over the weekend. That's not going to work, man. That's just not that's that's not a recipe for winning. That's something that's a gadgetry. That's something that you know you pull out against against you know a random team like a, like to get over the hump against Dallas or or to beat a team like the Bucks. That's not something you can rely on every single week. They need to get Moss the ball. I'm not just saying that because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I'm saying that because he's the guy you drafted in the third or fourth round for this, right? Yeah. Singletary should spell him. Brita could be your third down back. And Josh Allen needs to stop running the football before he dies. Well, Josh Allen did limit his carries to two this week. So, well, mostly because they were so far friggin' behind. That right, he had but, no choice but to throw. Right, but that's what the offense is missing, right? The offense is missing that Josh Allen 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards. Like, that's what their offense is missing because he's either toned it down or he's not doing it. But they need to they need to figure out how they can spell that. They need to figure out, okay, what can we do to make up for that ground? I mean, these this is a bad loss. This is a team that they're, they're likely to play mm-hmm. when they get to the playoffs. And... Buffalo, you have a huge home field advantage if you can get teams to come to Buffalo and play. I'm sorry, but if you got to go to Foxborough or if you got to go into Indianapolis 
I don't I don't like their chances. They're just going to be a better they're going to be a team that's going to play better at home. Same thing if they had to play Pittsburgh or Cincinnati, unlikely they'll have to play one of those teams, but the only team that they should feel comfortable going on the road and beating is Tennessee because they only lost to them by a few points and Tennessee seems to be falling apart right now. Well, Tennessee definitely is losing you know, they, they cut Adrian Peterson. They're struggling. Which I didn't with, get. I didn't see what... I don't know what that was about. Uh, it, um, just, get, it, it might just be that they're... Because that, I think McNichols was also like kind of banged up too. So I don't know if it was a roster crunch thing or they just didn't like what they saw out of Adrian Peterson. Because, I mean, you're, you're not going to get, you know, MVP Adrian Peterson. You know, he's long in the tooth. But he can definitely provide you with a lot of that veteran moxie that you were talking about, unless they know something we don't know, and Derrick Henry is a lot healthier than they're letting on, which is another thing altogether. But I, I don't know. Tennessee seems to be in a little bit of a tailspin as well, and a little bit of an identity crisis, because you have, if you have to have Ryan Tannehill be the guy, he showed you that he's still the Miami Dolphins' Ryan Tannehill, a touchdown and four picks. So we've we've been talking about this for the better part of a year now. We've been we've been on about 70 episodes now and we have to, we have discussed the Buffalo Bills lack of a running game besides Josh Allen for a good third of those episodes. So, I mean, at this point in the year, it kind of is what it is. You would have called Todd Gurley by now. You would have picked up Adrian Peterson before Derrick Henry got hurt. They appear to be satisfied with what they get out of the running back room and that ain't it. I'm sorry. That just is not good enough. If you want to play ball control and keep these offenses off the field, if you're going to play, if you're going to shoot out like Kansas City style, Kansas City still establishes the run with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Williams. Like you're still, you still need to do that. You're not going to win a shootout in the playoffs. Right. And the other part is, is we're seeing that their receivers aren't really getting involved as much as they should be. I mean, Diggs is this big-time guy. You went and got him. He's supposed to be, you know, your go-to guy. And I just, I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm not feeling very optimistic about how they're playing right now. And Buffalo, Buffalo does this, right? Yeah. I mean, there were several times in the last 20 years where they come out to five and old record or five and one record. And then we see them fall apart much like the chargers did. And I really thought that this was going to be a different team. I, I thought this season had a different feel to it. I thought they were going to play a lot better, but these last, these last few losses are, are, are pretty brutal. Now, the leading receiver was Dawson Knox. What more do you need to know? But now they have a chance, right? I mean, believe they're going to new Orleans tomorrow night and that's going to be a big game for them because new orleans is kind of spiraling they're not winning well but new orleans defense is solid so can you go into new orleans on thanksgiving night and beat the saints that's going to be key because i tell you right now the patriots they don't have a layup but the patriots are playing tennessee this weekend in foxborough you want the Patriots to open up a two-game lead on you guys? That could be a problem. Well, they are getting a gift tomorrow. Kamara is out, and Ingram is questionable. Wow, he's out already. Jeez. He's out already. They were, they listed him as out already. Trevor Simeon is your guy right now. I erroneously called him Marcus Simeon last week, so my bad, Trevor. Solid. Actually, 
Marcus, you might want to, you know, try a career. I think you might have a, a career in the NFL. I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, like they have a shot because th- who's going to be their running back? Taysom Hill? Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that later too. But I just, I, I guess for me, I just don't get why they would, why, um, I mean, going back to Tennessee, I just don't get why they would cut AP. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you kind of brought him in. If anything, he could be the third down back. He could yeah. be the goal line back. He can help your team out. I don't think Donta Foreman is really lighting shit up, or Jeremy McNichols is really the answer there. And you know what? I know Brian Tannehill played lousy last week, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He lost AJ Brown. Julio's not there. No Derrick Henry. Like, yeah, it was Ryan. It was Ryan Tannehill from Miami Dolphins days, but. That's pretty much what he was playing with last weekend. It was like the Miami Dolphins team. Like, he didn't have a lot of help. Yeah, there was a lot of mediocrity out there for sure. Is your hair thinning or is your hairline receding? Scalp micropigmentation will fill in the areas where your hair is missing by creating a short buzz cut look. Micropigmentation is a non-invasive procedure that will create the illusion of hair follicles for 7 to 10 years. For people with alopecia, this could be a permanent fix. For people with scars on their scalp, this is a great way to camouflage a scar. Don't lose confidence or feel like you need to wear a hat wherever you go. Marquez Studio is located in the Bronx and is open for all your scalp micropigmentation needs. Consultations are free and appointments can be made any day of the week. Get your hairline back with scalp micropigmentation. The techs at Marquez Studio have over 30 years of haircutting experience and can assist you with all of your questions. Call to schedule a consultation today, 646-221-8728. You can also visit them on Instagram at Bronx Marquez to see their gallery and view all their satisfied customers. Again, that is Marquez Studio, located in the Bronx, New York, 646-221-8728. And speaking of mediocrity, we have a lot of five and five teams right now. You're looking at Vegas. You're looking at the Broncos. You're looking at the Vikings. You're looking at New Orleans and the Niners, right? You have a good chunk of these guys are exactly at 500. And we're, we're getting close to the end of the season here. And you're, this is a pivotal point in that time. So who do you like out of this group? Of five and five teams. Yeah, I mean, from this point forward, the season can go only two different directions for these five and five teams. And for me, I like the Vikings. They were my Super Bowl pick last year, and I think they can cause problems for some teams. They have above average wide receivers, Jefferson and Thielen. Cook is a top back in the league, and their defense is getting healthy. There was some stuff with uh, Everson Griffin today. I hope everything works out there. But this is Mike Zimmer's last stand, right? He needs to deliver the playoffs. He needs to deliver an, an NFC Championship game, or he's probably gonna he's probably gonna lose his job. Lions, Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears. That's the rest of their schedule. I really think they can win all those games, maybe only lose one of those games. So I like the trajectory of the Minnesota Vikings. I hope this isn't a clip we save later and I get embarrassed. Don't worry. We have, we have it right here stored in the database. So if it is, <laughs> you are good. We are good. Um, 
the Vikings are solid. I de- I could definitely roll with the Vikings. They definitely have a formidable team right now, and it all depends on which Kirk Cousins you get. If you get, you know, anytime you know, primetime Kirk Cousins, you're screwed. But New Orleans, they're a little depleted right now, and their schedule is it's not the best. You know, I mean. In the upcoming weeks, they have the Bills tomorrow night. They also have the Cowboys and the Bucks. So those three, those are a little bit iffy. They also draw the Jets, the Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Falcons. As currently constructed with Trevor Simeon as your quarterback, I'm not 100% sold on that. And Taysom Hill, if they put decide to put Taysom Hill in there, I'm even less sold on that. So you, I think you can kind of write off the Saints at this point once once James Winston got hurt, I kind of figured they were done. San Francisco, I think, is probably the best position because of the all-around nature of the team. Because you have Jimmy G, you have Elijah Mitchell who can run the ball, you have some, you have Kittle, you have guys on that defense that can play. And they play the Falcons, they play the Texans, they draw, they get the Seahawks. Like, you have some winnable games. The 49ers, right? The, 49ers. the, the yeah. Niners, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. This is going to be a, you know, this weekend they, they get the Vikings. That's going to be the slugfest. The Rams, I'm not sure what the Rams are right now. The Bengals can be beaten. The Titans can be beaten. We've seen that. And I'm a little, uh, I'm a little skittish on the Rams, especially it's the last game of the season. If they have things sewn up, they may not, you know, they may not necessarily play their guys. So, I mean, we know that Sean McVay has no problem sitting guys out for the preseason. I don't know why we I don't know if, I don't know different. Yeah, I don't know if Rams is going to be in that position. They got Green Bay this week. This is not a layup for them. I I don't know who's going to win that game. And that game is in Green Bay. Hmm. And they're, they're coming off of a bye. Rodgers has a fractured toe apparently. That's it's not, the, it's not the swollen COVID toe that he was talking about. <laughs> I but think this, you can cure that with DMT and elk meat. This is a pivotal game for the NFC. I mean, this could really determine seeding, and I think they're everyone's going to be going at each other. Um, how about how about the Niners though? I I really think they're in a situation where they're going to have to bring back a Garoppolo next year. It's not a. It's, this is not a. We're going to turn this over to Trey Lance like like the Chiefs did with Pat Mahomes. I think they're going to have a situation where you have to really think about the future of the quarterback position. If they make the playoffs, Jimmy G is coming back. Now, if Jimmy G gets hurt and Trey Lance comes in and they still make the playoffs, then that gives you a little bit of pause, right? It's a little bit of uh, Nick Foles, just, Carson Wentz type deal. It just seems unlikely. Like I feel like with Kansas City, you were hearing reports of Pat really slinging it at practice. Pat really having command of the offense. Pat started the last game of the year that year. And I don't think you have that with the 49ers. Like, we saw Trey Lance, and it was okay. But if you're the 49ers and, you know, you're getting you're getting trade offers for, for Jimmy G, I don't know if they're going to feel comfortable moving on from him and turning the keys over to Trey Lance especially if they don't plan on drafting a quarterback this year. And there's really not a, this is not a good draft class for quarterbacks. No, I, I mean, who's going to be available? What, Spencer Rattler, I think? is going to be. Yeah, that's if that's going to be your number one guy, 
you might want to just reconsider that. That's that is for sure. Jeez. Um, speaking of reconsidering things, um, <laughs> you know, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, Happy Gobble Gobble Day. So we're all looking forward to the slate of games, and you know, one team that has a history of playing on Thanksgiving and playing pretty awfully is the Detroit Lions. Uh, they lost again this past weekend to the Browns, and they were in the game. They only lost by three, surprisingly. Will they finish the season winless, or is there a win in sight? And the other question I have is, should the NFL consider removing the Lions from the slate of Thanksgiving games? I'm going to answer the second question first. Absolutely. Like the Detroit Lions have ruined too many Thanksgivings for the citizens of Detroit and <laughs> NFL fans at home and abroad, right? And it's the first thing you get. It's the appetizer, right? If, you know, we're talking, we're going to do like a little food analogy here. It's supposed to be, you know, the pigs in a blanket, a little canapé that gets you, that whets your appetite for the main course, which is the Dallas Cowboys at four o'clock. And this is what they, it's like a turd. <laughs> it's, like, it's a turd on a piece of bread. That's what you get from the Lions almost every year. And this year, it's going to be particularly stinky because they got the Bears and Andy fucking Dalton. Andrew Dalton because Justin Fields has broken ribs. I love so Andrew Dalton. This is going to be absolute garbage. So I would, I would consider removing them or at least rotating. You know, maybe move them to the night game. Like, I don't know, just have them stop having them be the amuse-bouche for my day. But if they are going to win a game, it is going to come soon because they played the Cleveland Browns tough. You know, DeAndre Swift, they have a running back, right? They, they have Hawkinson. Like, they have players on this team. And, you know, dare I say, if you didn't make that trade, you know, if you had Matthew Stafford on this team, how many wins would you have already had? I could, I would, I would say that they actually would be in contention, at least you know ahead of the Bears. It'd be if probably you, like five and five. I'd yeah, say, if they if they had if they actually kept Matthew Stafford or you know made an appropriate trade and not bringing in the you know the remains of Jared Goff, and who's not even going to play tomorrow, it's going to be Tim Boyle. Like, you know, the, the his claim to fame is that he once wrestled Aaron Rodgers at a Green Bay practice when he was the backup. I, th- I think he won. That's why he's gone. But I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a tough situation because they, they play hard for this coach. They're not super talented, but they do have guys. And if you look at the remainder of the schedule, you're looking at, you know, you're starting getting into the meat of it. Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle, and Green Bay. There's some wins here. Yeah. I think, I think those are some definite winnable games and some spoilers. You know, you definitely can play spoiler. Can they, can Arizona get caught in a trap? Absolutely. Especially if Colt McCoy is going to be your quarterback moving forward. Seattle's got nothing to play for. Maybe Seattle get, is the one who gets popped up. It wouldn't even surprise me if they won tomorrow. Chicago's not that good. Khalil Mack is out. You got Andrew Dalton going to throw to Mooney. Like, that's all. Your, that's your offense. And David Montgomery, I think. Or is Montgomery hurt again? No, hopefully Montgomery. He's on my fantasy team. 
I, I actually think I actually think they have a chance to beat the Bears this weekend, which should effectively end Matt Nagy's tenure. That'd be awesome. They only lost by three to the Browns. They they have games against the Falcons, the Seahawks, which you alluded to in their final stretch of games. And these are and these teams are a combined seven and thirteen. So Russ and you know, Russ and the Seahawks just don't seem right. And Atlanta just got shut out by the Patriots. So and to talk about the other part, as far as removing from Thanksgiving, I mean, at first I thought the Lions should get pulled off of Thanksgiving for a more prominent team like the Patriots, right? Patriots would be prime for a Sunday, uh, Thursday football, you know, for Thanksgiving. Cardinals, Cardinals are the new hotness, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Steelers, Steelers are good pedigree. You can always count on a Steeler team to be really good. How about them Chiefs? But they have played on Thanksgiving since 1934, and their record is actually not as bad as you would think. They're 37, 42, and two. That's not bad, considering I only remember them losing on Thanksgiving, but apparently they win some games. Uh, <laughs> but the other part about it is like this is this is pretty much this is Detroit's Super Bowl, right? This is the this is the Lions Super Bowl. This is the way for Detroit and the NFL to make money on bad football. So, so no, I don't. I don't think you can remove them. This is a staple. I mean, people in Detroit they go to the game every year. There's very rarely any open seats in the stands. And let's be honest. At least I think so. I think if they were to remove the Lions from Thanksgiving, the Lions would go to the Super Bowl that season. <laughs> I just think that's the way it plays out, right? It's just the way it would work. It's just that this this is they're cursed. They're cursed. So you got to change you got to change something. So the you know the whole theory is the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So maybe you pull them from it a couple of years and see if that makes a difference. Maybe they get there. Maybe they make a playoffs. Maybe they make a push. Cuz like you said they don't they don't have bad players. They've had good players for years. Here's a radical idea. We send the Lions, if they do the London game, they don't go on Thanksgiving. Sure. Why not, right? Let, I mean, it, let, your, let, let Europe see that putrid football that they, that they play. 13 oh. to 10, Baker's hurt, looks awful, he's getting booed. Giants, the Lions got a backup quarterback in, and they're in the game all the way until the fourth quarter. Jeez, oh, but and you're right. Coming I mean, off the tie, coming they off the do, tie. they do play hard for Coach Campbell, and I don't think he should get fired. I think he should get another chance because I do like him. I think he's a good, he's a good coach. He's good for that city, and he wants to be there and he wants to win. But let's remember. Caldwell was the last coach there to have them at above 500, and they fired him. Right? He was like nine and seven. And they're like, all right, Jim, you're just not getting it. We lose here, so uh, <laughs> you're out. I'm out. <laughs> but uh, and apparently, yeah. he has not removed the lion stink because he can't even get an interview in a lot of these places. Which is odd. Jim because... Caldwell is a hell of a coach. Yeah, yeah, he can coach. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We 
really care about what's under your hood. And apparently, apparently the Saints have themselves quite a coach as well. Because they think that 31-year-old Taysen Hill needed a contract, a new one. So the new contract he gets is $23 million guaranteed. And there are incentives in there if he, he starts to play quarterback at some point. <laughs> uh, can you figure out this? I can't figure it out. Why? Are, well, this is very confusing. Why are they giving Taysen Hill a new contract? All I know is that Tim Tebow is on the phone with his agent right now trying to get back into the league. But Does he have nude pictures of Sean Payton's wife or something? Like, what? like what's Sean going Payton? on? I don't know. But... Um... Well, well, let's paint. Let's let's paint the picture, right? Yeah. Like, like he he lost the starting quarterback job to Jameis Winston in camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Jameis Winston gets hurt. They don't turn to Taysom Hill. They turn to Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. This Correct. year, this year in seven games, Taysom Hill has forty-seven yards passing, hundred and four yards rushing. And three touchdowns. If you're looking for if you're looking for this, if that's the numbers you're looking for for your quarterback, running back, why not Sam? Why not sign Cam Newton, who's 32 years old? Boy, yeah, he's a year older. He's are you telling older. me? Are you telling me? Are you telling me that Cam wouldn't have signed this contract? Four years, 23 million, guaranteed incentives for him to hit certain thresholds. Cam Newton's not going to sign that contract? No. Cam Newton definitely, you know, Cam Newton definitely signs that contract. What this is really is a market correction because Sean Payton desperately wants Taysom Hill to be a quarterback. Well, why? What's I the don't understand it? it either. I, I can't figure it out. But could you imagine the Saints with Cam, Michael Thomas, Kamara? Wow. Then you could still run all your bullshit gadget plays with Cam. Yeah, you definitely could. Um, what, What's the obsession? He would have been a quarterback by now. I don't understand. If he was any good, if he, was he, any good he would have taken the job. He would have won the job in camp from Jameis Winston. Or better yet, he'd be playing in front of Trevor Simeon right now. Mm-hmm. How he gets a contract extension with these numbers. Like, Sean, what are you worried about? Where's he going? Who wants to sign him? Are there teams lining up to sign this guy? Right. Like, who, who's going to sign him? The Dolphins? The Bears? No. Who signed it? The Seahawks? Who signed this guy? That's the other thing. You got a situation where Russell Wilson's time could be up in Seattle. You're not going to try and get Russell Wilson? What do you need this? Not clown. I like him. I follow him on Instagram. But what do you need this guy for? What I find interesting is that you mentioned, you know, Wilson. The Saints were on his list. Like that's yeah. you know that's it that that's a place that's a perfect landing spot for him. The cupboard is the cupboard is full. Now with Hill, I think it's kind of like the Matt Flynn syndrome, where you know, but Matt Flynn had that one game where he yeah. had six touchdowns and then got paid. But didn't we T- learn Tyson our Hill lesson? Is, yeah, apparently not. Apparently, you know, the little girl with the curl is still out there, and people are still getting paid on potential. You know, Taysom Hill has not done anything to warrant one th- this attraction but from Z, Sean Payton. But, but, but Z, you sign these guys, right? 
to extensions or new contracts because you're worried about them hitting free agency. You're worried about them getting a bigger contract from another team. Who the fuck are you worried about signing Taysom Hill? The New England Who? Patriots. I mean, it looks like they got their guy, though. They're not going to bring him in. To, oh, you want? You think they're going to bring him in to be like a, a an Edelman type? Is that what you're thinking? That's what. That's how I would deploy him. I would All deploy right. him as a, right. Randall, a, fair. Rand, a Randall L. Edelman gadget gadget play player. Okay. They would. They would open up the op, like what they want Jacoby Myers to be, but Jacoby Myers like isn't living up to his True. end on the receiving end. True. Yeah. So I could I could see that as a pretty darn good fit actually. Okay, but I can that's see fair. Why, I can see why that you would be concerned about that. But ninety five million bucks for a guy who threw what seven career passes before you know. I just. His but the other part, of, but the other part, if he goes to New England, like New England don't pay people. No. Like he, he they're they're not gonna pay him a ton of money to go there. Uh, I, I'm just looking at some team. Like, you worried about Miami, Pittsburgh? Maybe mm. he could be gadgety there. They they used to like that, but I don't think that. I think those days Matt Canada's offense doesn't call for shit like that. Nope. The Jaguars? I I don't think I don't think Urban Meyer's running that. No. They would have done not, with Tebow. They had Tebow right. There's again. not there's not a market for this type of player to worry about somebody else grabbing him. Like you try to get people. Like why don't you? Why don't you save your money and get like an Antonio Brown to pair with Michael Thomas? Like, or if you're into this type of quarterback, then go get Cam Newton. That's what I don't get. You didn't even give. You didn't even bring Cam into camp. Anybody could have brought Cam into camp. That would have been a better competition for Jameis than than Taysom Hill. So, and not to mention he's 31 years old. He's, yeah, he's it, right, yeah. right. So he's old. It's not like he's. A, a stud prospect. He's not like it's. He's twenty five, twenty six. He's thirty one. He's gonna be thirty two. So he kind of is what he is. But it it really feels like the hookup. It really feels like Sean Payton has given his boy the hookup. You can find The Fade Route on Facebook now. Check out our Facebook page, The Fade Route with DNZ. It's a one-stop shop for everything we do. Content, link to The Fade store, all of our episodes, you name it, it is there. The Fade Route with DNZ on Facebook. More or less. All right, boys and girls, you know how it goes. We have statements. It's either more likely that it's going to happen or less likely that it's going to happen. More or less. Number one, the Lakers will add a big name before the end of the season. Yeah, we talked we talked about this earlier in the episode. I actually just think it's less likely. I think they just need to get healthy. Trevor Reese has not played. LeBron's been hurt. Kendrick Nunn has not played. They need a three. I, I agree. They need a three point shooter. Kendrick Nunn, I think, shoots thirty percent from three, and that's just gonna have to be it. There's nobody out there to get. There's no player out there 
that they can go get, trade for, bring to LA unless they're going to go get Damon Lillard. And I don't think he's leaving. I'm going less likely as well. It is more likely that they would pair off some of these guys rather than add another player. So like the Wayne Ellingtons of the world, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, like all these guys are a little long in the tooth. I mean, if they wanted to completely, if they wanted to admit that the experiment went south, they could dangle Russell Westbrook and see what they can get for him. But I don't know if there's a market out there that would really want to bring in Russell Westbrook unless you're going to like flip him to the nets for Kyrie. And even then, that would just be a friggin' that would just be like a crazy friggin' shitstorm, you know? But it's more likely that they're going to get rid of guys than add because, you know, there's still too many names on this roster and not enough talent and performance. And, you know, GM LeBron James is going to do what he needs to do in order to make sure this team is relevant and in the finals, or at least in the playoff conversation, it's more likely, it's more likely there will be a subtraction than an addition. More or less, number two, the Spurs will finish with the worst record they have ever had with Greg Popovich as their head coach. Yeah, so they're 4-12 and right now, and this is all because they lost to Marta Rosen. Uh, they're just inferior to almost every team in the West and most of the teams in the league. In 1996, they finished 17-47. and 47. I don't think it will be that bad, so I am going to say less likely. Less likely. I mean, they all, they bottomed out in order to get Tim Duncan. I don't see a Tim Duncan on the on the horizon. You know, that's the one thing. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with more likely that it's gonna happen. You're looking at they score 174 points a game, right? 107.4. Not bad. Like they don't rebound very well. They. So, a lot of it stems from the fact that it's a very young team. I, you know, if you go over the roster, the oldest player is Doug McDermott, like Dougie McBuckets. He's thirty. He's twenty-nine years old. He's gonna be thirty this year. Oh no, excuse me, Thaddeus Young. Oh, Thaddeus Young. There's a real, you know, you know, thirty-three years old. He's a guy that would probably get flipped at the trade deadline, just for a veteran presence just to kind of get some salary cap relief or like a trade exception or something like that. But yeah, it's just a young team. It's a developing team and he's got some coaching to do. And I don't know, like this might be what finally kind of eases Greg Popovich out the door to where Tim Duncan or even Becky Hammond could take over the team. So it comes full circle, right? They went, they, last time they sucked, they got Tim Duncan and this time they sucked. Tim Duncan might take over the team as a coach. So it's very uh, it's very full circle, very symmetrical. But all in all, they're just too young. They're they're too young, they're too inexperienced and they're they're not they're not talented enough to win on talent alone. No Ginobili, no Parker, not even any, not even a Rudy Gay or a DeMar DeRozan. It's just not there yet. More or less number 3. The Guardians roller derby team played a hand in the Guardians baseball team sign failing outside yeah. the team store last week. Yeah, so for anyone that did not see 
The Guardian's logo fell off the front of the building, cracking the concrete in front of the store. I'm going to say less likely. I think this is just more of a bad omen. I'm going to go as far to say that they will never win a World Series with the Guardian's name. Considering the fact they they haven't won since 54 with the Indian's name, like that's pretty... uh, Keep it going. Keep it going. It's a safe bet. But I'm telling you all, it's sabotage. No, I'm just playing. This is just a bad omen. I mean, I don't think that it would, it would be hilarious if it was, but they had already agreed to the terms and they had a settlement. So it would have it would have been hilarious if there was sabotage and then they settled it after the fact and all of a sudden everything is fine again. But I don't, you know, I don't believe that there was any foul play from the roller derby team towards the new Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians are doing enough on their own to kind of tank themselves. They may be very aggressive in the free agent market once the C- once it opens back up after the lockout, which is probably going to happen next week. But, you know, as of right now, it's not looking great outside of Jose Ramirez and, like, maybe Zach Plesak. But... It's going to be, you know, it's definitely going to be a while before the Guardians are contenders again. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. You know what time it is, boys and girls. Settle in with those mashed potatoes. Settle in with that mac and cheese. Slice up some turkey. It is time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. The poll will be up after the show. Get to our Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ and cast your vote. Do you know, D, who won last week? Oh, I forgot. Who won? In the narrowest of margins, Sidney Crosby. Oh, that's right. That's right. For his hip toss into the boards, possibly causing a serious injury. He was last week's alleged superstar of the week. And who will this week's be? Who are your nominees, D? All right. First off, we got... 
Baker Mayfield calls out the fans for booing him after going 15 for 29, 176 yards and one touchdown and two interceptions. Dude, just play better. If you are if you're hurt, don't play. I don't want to hear you arguing and complaining with fans. Baker Mayfield, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, LeBron James hitting a second-year player so hard in the face he starts to bleed from his eye and his mouth. Then you skip out on the press conference after the game. Ah, that's not publicly cool, dude. You got to issue an apology. You got to say something. You're the face of the league. LeBron James, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and least, the Jason Garrett, 26 games into OC duty duties, 25th in the league in points per game, 23rd in yards, and dead last in red zone efficiency with, with only 42 touchdowns since 2020. You, Jason Garrett, are my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? Very, very good. Very in honor of Jason Garrett. Goodbye. <laughs> Just clapping it up. Clapping Just it up. clapping it up. All great choices for me. Number one, Ryan Tannehill, 35 of 52, 323. That doesn't sound too bad, right? One touchdown and four picks in the Titanic upset at the hands of the lowly Houston Texans. Ryan Tannehill, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Russell Wilson, 14 of 26 for 207. No touchdowns, no picks. That's it. No wonder Pete Carroll stormed out of his presser after the loss to the Cardinals. Russell Wilson, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, a second time being nominated, Steve Cohen for poisoning the well with agents after his comments after Steven Matz signed with the Cardinals. Yeah, agents lie, Steve. They're going to try and leverage you to get more money from other teams. Congratulations. You now have learned this. Steve Cohen, you are my alleged superstar of the week. These are our nominees, boys and girls. Keep an eye out for the Twitter poll. And... To all of our nominees, happy Thanksgiving and do better. Just do better. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to teespring.com, type The Fade Store into the search bar and have access to our sweatshirts, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, tank tops, and much more on the way. That's teespring.com. Type in The Fade Store at the search bar and show your boys some love. Rep the Fade Route brand only at the Fade Store, only on teespring.com. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. All right, brother. It is the option for week 12. How'd you do last week? I crushed it. I got 13 out of 15 games. That nice. time I get back into it. Nice. Very good. Very good job. I went eight and seven. 
couple solid. of risky, solid, solid, steady Eddie. A couple of risky bets on my part. They didn't quite pan out, but we're going to keep slinging. Right? And I lost two. I lost two layups. I lost the Titans game and the Cowboys game. Yeah, well, you know what? The Titans won. Who can really predict that? I mean, that came down to weather and sloppy conditions. So, hey, anybody can beat anybody in any, any given Sunday. That's the, uh, the old cliche. Teams on the bye this week, ladies and gentlemen. You have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. So adjust your fantasy rosters accordingly. Tomorrow, Thursday, Thanksgiving, 1230, the 3-7 and Bears at the 0-9-1 Lions. The Lions beat the Bears, effectively ending Matt Nagy's rule on the putrid franchise. Whew. Brave soul. Very brave soul. I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, Tim Boyle, starting a quarterback, has me off of this pick. And, yeah, I don't think that Tim this Boyle... This is their Super Bowl, man. This is their Super Bowl. This is it, it. Is, it is, but I don't even think Tim Boyle is as good as Jared Goff. I'm not, you know, neither one of them is as good as Mike F. and White. But, you know, like, I don't think either one of them are going to deliver the goods. 4.30, maybe you're sitting down to dinner. Maybe you're having a little digestive just uh, in between rounds. The 5-5 five and five Raiders at the 7-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Pretty easily. Pretty easily. The Raiders are going to try hard. They're going to keep it close, but the Cowboys are stacked. In your nightcap, the 6-4 and four Buffalo Bills at the Saints. I was tempted to take the Saints, but I'm going to go Bills. They got to right the ship, man. I'm going to go with the Bills, too, especially after the Alvin Kamara situation. He's out. Ingram is questionable. It, it's lining up. It lines up for Buffalo. Sunday, 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 1 o'clock, 7-3 Bucks at the 6-5 Colts. I am taking the Colts. The Bucks have not looked good. Up until recently, anyways, you know, the Giants can make any offense look great. You just kind of play them. Um, it, it depends. If Vita Vea is there, he might be, he'll have a chance to stifle Jonathan Taylor. If there's anybody I know that can stop him, it's Vita Vea. I'm going to go with the Bucks. There's too much talent on that team. They should be able to, to win a close one. The 2 and 8 Jets at the 2 and 8 Texans. Terrible against terrible. I'm actually going to go with the Jets in this game. All right. Now, you, you <laughs> did it to me last week. I'm going to do it to you this week. Turnabout is fair play. So we will see. I'm going to go. Well, this is tough because the Texans really suck. So <laughs> at least there are some bright spots. But the Jets are starting Zach Wilson again. I got to go with the Texans. These five and six Eagles at the three and seven Giants. Eagles, they're flying high right now. The Eagles are playing surprisingly well, and it looks like Nick Sirianni has this team trending in the right direction. There's turmoil at the Meadowlands. Garrett is out. Kitchens is in. I don't know if it matters. Eagles win. Five and six Panthers at the four and seven Dolphins. Uh, I got to believe the Panthers will win that game. You mean the acquisition of Philip Lindsay by the Dolphins doesn't sway you? <laughs> Not slightly. I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. The Dolphins, 
you know, they caught the Jets last week. They were playing better, but the Panthers are a better team than the Dolphins. Possibly the game of the week right here. The 8-3 Titans at the 7-4 Patriots. I gotta believe the Patriots are gonna win, especially the way the Titans played last week. Pats are rolling right now. You have to like what the Patriots are doing. Even you Patriot haters out there. Doesn't matter. You plug in Mac, Mac Jones... The beat goes on. Patriots win. The five, four, and one Steelers at the six and four Bengals. Steelers, even though, I, and that's only because they're getting back Mika Fitzpatrick and uh, TJ Watt. They're getting healthy. They are getting healthy, but I think the Bengals' offense is a little bit more explosive than we're letting on. So I'm going to go with the Bengals, even with the healthy defense. The four and six Falcons at the two and eight Jaguars. going to go with the Jaguars. It the is Bills. a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. Um, it all depends for me if Cordell Patterson is going to play. You know, he is what makes this offense go. And as, as you can see, because they got shellacked by the Patriots, they got shut out. You know, what? you swayed me. I'm going to take the Jaguars too. I, I don't like what I see out of the Falcons right now. We are in the four o'clock hour. On Sunday, the six and four Chargers at the five and five Broncos. Chargers. Chargers are looking good. I'm gonna roll with them as well. The seven and three Rams at the eight and three Packers. Uh, Packers, go Pack, go. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think that Aaron Rodgers' toe is going to play a role, and I think that. Uh, Aaron Donald, he's going to be in that backfield. So we're going to see if Jordan Love can make it happen. Because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers finishes this game. Five and five Vikings at the five and five 49ers. I believe in the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings. Even though the 49ers are my fantasy football uh, defense right now. This is going to be a very evenly matched game. You know, the Vikings are playing well. The Niners are playing well. It boils down to who's going to make fewer mistakes. And I have to say that I think that the the Vikings are going to make fewer mistakes. They'll run the ball. They can pound the the ball with Dalvin Cook. And Kirk Cousins will do a little bit better than Jimmy G. But both will kind of be, eh, you know, game manager types, as they are. Your Sunday night special, the six and five Browns at the seven and three Ravens. Ravens. Is Jackson clear to play? Is the question because Huntley went in and won. He did what a good solid backup should do, but the Browns, yeah, they're they're, they're kind of meh right now. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Ravens as well. I, I just don't like what I see in Cleveland. And your Monday night delight, maybe, possibly. I don't know. The three and seven steel uh, Seahawks, rather three and seven Seahawks, at your four and six Washington football team. Gotta like the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke, he's magic, man. WFT is gonna have the Seahawks saying WTF. Washington wins pretty handily. This has been the fade route. 
with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, stay faded, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, guys, and we will talk to you next week. If you want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up at Fade Route Podcast on IG, Fade Route Mail at gmail.com, or slide in our DMs at Twitter at Fade Route DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it. We want to hear from you. Get at us, in crowd. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.